0: And here we go. Welcome to Voice Podcast, Voice, V-O-I-U-S dot ETH. Um, I am your host, Ibrahim Zero X. If you are in a crypto, then you know the Zero X is Ethereum. Um, You may know me as Victor Blockchain for my my music, not to make it sound like I'm some famous guy or nothing, you know, my, my... I don't think all my music on on YouTube total 2,000 streams. So you may not know me at all, (laughs) to be quite honest. (laughs) But Victor Blockchain is um, the previous, and Ibrahim Blockchain just didn't sound as nice as Ibrahim0x. Um, Voice.eth is a podcast for for the modern era, all right? It's... uh, It's in line with the direction we are heading and in communications these days uh, when you consider what Elon Musk is doing and allowing absolute free speech regardless of sides on Twitter. um, I think that is going to have global um, echo as other tech products start allowing folks and citizens to express themselves freely, get things off their chest. And hopefully, governments, um, you're already in power. You're already, you're already that guy, right? Um, uh, you know, allowing people to, uh, to express themselves, um, is not always that bad a thing. It's definitely going to make for an interesting election cycle coming up when you have the loudest voices you can possibly have coming back to Twitter. Um, and, you know, all sides are invited in the debate. I think it's going to make for a more intelligent culture um, moving forward. Look, if your if, if your thing is hate, you're going to have your audience. Um, if, if if your thing is dissension and just spewing things without research, you're going to have folks who have no um, no desire to eliminate their mental fatigue and and just go with what you say. Um, if your objective is love and factual information, uh, I think you're gonna have a much much wider audience. Um, if you consider, you know, the most popular conversations going on these days, it's it's partly men, young men, um, turning to intelligent minds to work out their relationship kinks, um. That's partly what I want to start this podcast with, actually. It, 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 you know, let, let's get to the juicy stuff first. All right. Um, I was very surprised to find that out that this is the fastest growing segment, um, on the internet these days is men, um, in search of answers that would make them better communicators, um, that will actually grant them some variance of purpose, uh, more than they've been told. I think the Homer Simpson era of men um, is 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 coming to an end, where the, 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 you know the buffoon leading the family is not is not the thing anymore. Uh, men are being more vocal. Um, it, it may have been brought to the forefront by Kevin Samuels. Um, uh, you know, um, R.I.P. Uh, there was a fantastic segment that I had seen on him when he was um, having a discussion with a young woman who wanted a quote unquote high value man and he pretty much just said well what does your father do why are you talking to some innocent it was t- talking to some internet guy about this go talk to your father uh, you're not pregnant he fed you he clothed you why are you talking to me right that just that short clip um, you know was heard by so many men who like off oh, thank you, finally somebody is saying something. It's not just us, right, that have unrealistic expectations. Um, and that was really cool to see. All right, uh, there's another video floating around of um, a rapper, Young Jock. I think he may have been a little bit too sensitive on this one, um, but he's having an interview with his wife, and his wife mentioned that sh- she would prefer to not have their son take on some of his um, young Jock's uh, um, um, bad sides, and young Jock went on a tangent about how she shouldn't talk to him or, or belittle his parenting skills um, on a live show. When uh, look, if you want her to be fake and 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 and, and, she, and offer you nothing but praises, cool. But you know, you know that's not the kind of wife that you have. All right. And it's okay for um, um, you know for that for that vulnerability to be shared. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Um, uh, they, w- when Obama first ran, um, Michelle gave an interview. She couldn't said she couldn't believe that this this is the guy that has thousands of people showing up to listen to him speak because he lives his socks and his underwear all over the place. All right, uh, and. You know, that's not something that I thought at the time should have been shared about some a man that is running um, for office, but that realness in their relationship is what in turn ended up winning the people over, not her getting on TV and shouting the best praises she possibly can um, about him. That would have just been disingenuous. Um, so I think, you know, his oversensitivity may... Uh, may have been on display um, and that's not good all right um, and that leads me to sharing with you the the best advice that I was ever given in relationships um, which is a woman will dismiss you just to see how you handle it I, I think that is very important for men um, to understand A woman is going to dismiss you Just to see how you handle it Now she may do it Intentionally or subconsciously But this is a built in Defensive mechanism To make for her To make sure that she's not Dealing with a nut Right um, Are you somebody who can take no Are you somebody who can take Not right now I need my space um, I have a boyfriend I have a husband um, you know, I'm just not the one for you right? These are uh, are your problems as a man to take on and not have some kind of feelings that this is something about her and, you know, um, you're being rejected and you should try harder. No, no, no. There's some L's you just have to take in life, right? And it's not even an L so to speak, right? Um, there are some women that are just not for you, and that's okay. There are some women that are not for you right now, right? There are some women you just cannot have, and that's okay. There are some women you just can't think of in that way. You can't think of in that way, and that is okay, Right? Um, now, you, you know, finagling and bumbling and stumbling around onto the woman who is for you, um, is the challenge, is what everybody's trying to find out. Right. Um, and for me, it's, it, it's, um, it's one having that understanding that a woman is gonna dismiss you just to see how you handle it, and having that emotional composure to pull back and understand. Okay, cool. You need your space. I ain't tripping. Cool. Go do your thing. I, I'm not tripping. Right. Um, and also, you know, I'm a little bit older. I'm 44 years old, as I've said in the first podcast. The man that I was at 20 years old pursuing women is not the man that I am at 44 years old pursuing pursuing women. Um, The conversations that you have with women um, 30 plus, 35 plus are a a little bit easier um, because women at that age know how to sway a conversation in their favor. Um, they know when I'm uncomfortable, when I'm being awkward, when I'm nervous, um, and they help the conversation move along. If I'm genuinely someone that they're interested in having a conversation and possibly more with, All right? Um, younger women don't yet know how to deal with awkward guys. Why the guy is being awkward? Why is he being shy? Why is it? And you know it's it, 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 it may still be a bit of an ego thing in thinking um that you're supposed to win them over regardless um and they have no effort to make in this exchange the um you know the duty to impress and sway is on you um, COVID got rid of that fast. <laughs> right, um, when we got into an environment where, you know, the pretty girl had to fight, <laughs> things changed a little bit. There was a time when I went into Whole Foods and I saw, you know, the, the, the it's a couple combination that you just never, that wasn't that frequent before. Right. Um, And the landscape changed. And likely that is what you see now with men who are seeking out information on how to be better at this. Right. Um, You know, it's not that all of a sudden. You know, young men are searching for how to be better in relationships. Uh, Something triggered that. And it's this instance that we're in now where you're locked in the house by yourself, um, uh, social opportunities are just not there anymore, Um, the opportunity to go discover purpose and so on and so forth is is, is largely only online now, and if Zuckerberg has his way, (laughs) it'll be through a headset pretty soon. uh, But that was a very creepy thing to see with um, him walking down the hallway and it's just a room full of uh, folks with their Oculus headsets on. That's that's a very odd reality for young men to look forward to if that's the case. And clearly they don't want that. Right, um that's why the Jordan Petersons uh, you know are having his um events packed out without headsets or even <laughs> the talk of metaverses and and virtual girlfriends and and and, and that stuff. right um, The hunger is there. And I hope that this conversation um, helps a little bit because it hands down, as I said, was the best advice that I got. It helped me um, in in being able to have better conversations. And look, it, it, you know, this is also a test that I use to my advantage, right? Um, simply because you're a woman with... Um, um, you know all the right parts does not mean that we're a match right um I have to test you too to make sure that um you, you know you're not overzealous you're not over jealous you're not you know um the worst part of the relationships that I've had right um And that's across the board. That's not just with uh, um, the opposite sex. I think that it is important um, if you want to meet genuine people to have these uh, uh, lipness experiences um, to gauge. For example, you know, (laughs) quite often... Um, I can point out the insecurity, especially in white guys uh, in a chess game. Uh, For whatever reason, they hate losing to a black guy in chess. Uh, History has told them that they're smarter. um, uh, And, you know, this is not a reality that they ever expected. Uh, it doesn't mean that I am smarter. I've just been playing chess for 20 years, <laughs> right? Um, uh, there's just a rule that says that if you put in enough hours at some things, uh, you know, hopefully playing chess that long, you, you, you should have some decent skills at it, right? And you shouldn't take it personally if you've only been playing for five years and, and you get whooped, right? Um, but the minute that I see that oh w- w- this guy has a problem and it's not a problem with losing it's specifically a problem with losing to me right um this is not a person that uh, I-, I-, I can be genuine friends with it, it- it's it- it's it- it's just not going to happen right um, it's no different than if i come across uh, um uh, folks from the middle east um, muslim folks from the middle east um and you know I am going to test in conversation at some point to see how you feel um, about the potential, the facts, the reality. That maybe, possibly, um, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, um, came from a lineage of um, dark-skinned folk. And I can point out where in the Holy Quran it says that. All right, And I know for a fact um, uh, that folks in that, uh, that I've come across so far, I, I mean, they don't want, they do not want to hear that. They don't want to know that truth, fact, fiction, or not. <laughs> All right. As far as they're concerned, um, you, Mr. Black Guy, um, you are Bilal, um, and Bilal was a slave court servant. And as far as they know that, you know, that's the class of the black race without further consideration um, uh, of anything else. And I am not going to be uh, um, a genuine friendship is not going to come out of that um, of that understanding with two different spectrums. Right, so you running these lipness tests yourself is is important for you to meet genuine people, right? Uh, 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 the the most genuine people of other cultures that I've come across are Russians. Um, uh, they're very well read. They don't give a fuck who you are. Right? Uh, are you now? Not not saying that I've met every single Russian, right? And I'm not uh, um, uh, Ukrainians as well, just to make this. Uh, 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 you know, uh, a, a cool conversation. Um, but folks from, uh, um, you know, Eastern Europe are usually, across the board, uh, well, the ones over here anyway. I'm not su- su- saying uh, over there. I uh, um, uh, I met a, a an Irish Irish lad in the past when I worked in the restaurant business, um, and, and you know, his friends you know, weren't just, weren't anywhere close to cool with black folk, right? Um, but this guy who had teeth missing out of his mouth loved to fight <laughs> for whatever reason was a Muhammad Ali fan and, and, and you know, I could do no wrong, right? Um, I have no problems with folks who are proud of their skin, proud of their culture, um, the human race is such a rich, rich story that if you're not proud of where you're from, your bloodline, you're this, you're that, or the other, um, it's not fair to you. I um, I don't care if you're Jewish, um, Latin American, Armenian. Armenians uh, have a fascinating take on history, and I would actually love for this podcast to. Um, transition into including research of some cool conversations. I know I'm segueing a bit from from the relationships part, but we'll come back to that. Um, but I would love for this podcast to include some thoughtful, researched stories, um, things that we're curious um, to find out about. Uh, for example, I learned that a library was discovered in Latin America. Um, uh, um, this discovery, you know, wasn't shared with the world. <laughs> All right. uh, but this library contained huge books made out of gold that humans could not pick up. All right. Um, whether it's fact fiction or other, I would love for folks I'm not talking about Joe Rogan. Hey, Jamie, pull that up on Google. <laughs> Let's click the first link and see what happens. Uh, I'm not talking about that. But cool research. All right? So this is why it's VOIUS.eth. Um, if you want to throw some contributions to this podcast, um, knock yourself out. Look, uh, 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 I offer crypto consultations uh, in real life. Um, A lot of the crypto insights that I share here are insights that I would normally charge folks for, right? Um, To an extent, I feel like I'm prostituting myself in just blabbing information away, (laughs) right? Um, uh, Without compensation, right? But this is the world that we're in, where, uh, you know, um, you really... Ads are just as valuable as um, compensation, I guess. And eventually this podcast could grow um, could grow into that. Um, but I specifically tagged it, uh, called it V-O-I-U-S dot ETH. Um, so folks know that you can send Ethereum to that address and f- funds received in that address will then be used to do some really cool research on the stories we want to talk about right and also have some um some engaging guests i would love to have mushrooms versus lsd conversations real legal <laughs> right um at, at some point in these podcasts I, I will you know consume some you know the most i've done is 14 grams um and the thoughts the, the, the you know the stories the memories um that come out of, uh, of, of, uh, of such an experience, you know, you'll laugh and cry with me. Um, and hopefully, you know, seeing, hearing um, someone retain a thoughtful mind, even with that dosage um, should and could, um, uh, you know, put those on the fence about um, experiencing uh, mushrooms, um, you know, you have, you have you give it a go. Right. Um, it, 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 it's it, it's not as bad as uh, well as anyone thinks and right. so i would love for this podcast to transition into um into these cool really really cool discussions because i would love to know who uh you know, um wrote these books created these books um, we know that the holy books say that giants roamed the earth at one point um the movie Prometheus touched on this a little bit all right um there's a lot of truth in fiction right um if you consider the entire earth used to be one big land at one point um Latin America does not get the kind of credit it deserves it's this is where the consciousness plants are the ayahuascas um d m t uh, you know other um, Fun, quote-unquote, leafed experiences <laughs> A lot of which is on, on your dollar bills um, If, you know, that's something that you partake in um, But these medicinal um, things are, are largely in, in South America um, And the pyramids, the Almec heads These giant heads that um, some folks say look um, Polynesian And a lot of other folks say clearly look African all right, um, but where they depict in giants the same giants that um that were discussed um you know skeletons of giants have been found um you know some folks say that mountains are actually um giants, deceased giants All right if you hey Jamie, pull that up on Google. <laughs> Uh, If you did that, you would see a lot of mountain rages that are actually shaped like, you know, uh, like humans right, or beings. Um, Fact or fiction, I don't know, but I would love to be the podcast who is willing to do effective research um, in shedding light on some of these stories and having some engaging discussions about it. Right? so if you know that's something that you want to support um dot sif um you know, y- 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 you know you can send a $1, dollar five dollars a hundred bucks $1, a thousand w- w- um uh, whatever suits your level of curiosity in getting um this puzzle on your mind researched right so um will our- <laughs> I do got to say pretty quickly, um, obviously, you know, I I touch on religion quite a bit in these podcasts as well, right? Um, And I've expressed that I've participated in, I was a Mormon, I was a Jehovah's Witness, I was raised Christian. If I had been raised with my grandmother, um, I would definitely be Muslim, um, I, I would have been Muslim much, much earlier. Would, I, I would have grown up Muslim. Um, and, you know, this journey that I took um, to bring me to this point required that I read all these books and participate in various faiths to be able to compare um, and reach a um, a conclusion on on which one makes sense for me. It doesn't mean that I discredit any other religion. Um, I give Yeshua, um, Jesus, the credit that he deserves um, from my understanding of just human evolution. All right, um, you started out with the very first book that taught you about God. Um, it taught you about your creation. It let you know that you were created. It told you about your lineage. It told you about you know um god being a vengeful god and you having to come to full understanding of that there is a god that is the old testament the new testament teaches you well how god loves how god forgives right um, i cannot take any of the respect that yeshua jesus deserves in him teaching the world how to love the way that god loves how to forgive The way that God forgives. Now, the third book, the Quran, confirms the first two books. The word Quran literally means um, recite, reminder. Um, Now, whether you think that is recite, as in R-E-C-I-T-E, as most of the Muslim world sees it as, or recite, R-E-S-I-G-H-T, which I um, include in my understanding. Right, um, is up to you. Having that recite, that re-understanding, going back to the previous books, the confirmation of the previous books, and how those, <laughs> and how those play a strong part in you having to come to an understanding of. Um, what enlightenment actually is, right? In order for you to reach this quote-unquote enlightenment, you have to understand um, how God loves, how God forgives, um, for you to be able to deal with creating God-like things with science and math. That's just my um, understanding of just that evolution um, in human thought. Now, I will say, though, that, you know, all holy books have uncomfortable parts to read, right? Um, The Qur'an references the J word um, quite a bit. And I have to, you know, not be mentally fatigued and understand that the letter J just came about the past 600 years. So when it references the J word, I have to, you know, again, not be mentally fatigued and understand that it is not talking about modern Jews. It is talking about previous cultures that went by something else outside of that J word. Um, If you are a Celtic tattoo-having, (laughs) gun-loving, Knights Templar, um, you know, admirer, and no one can tell you anything different about Jesus and the book, that is perfectly fine, but that doesn't change the fact that the letter J just came about 600 years ago, so his name was not Jesus it wasn't Job, it wasn't Jeremiah right Um, this is a truth that exists whether you like it or not and there's no need for you to hold any kind of animosity towards me um, for my willingness to not be mentally fatigued in that understanding. right? um, and I hope that that is a fair, um, um, that is a fair assessment on my part. And if I am wrong, I am happy, um, to be corrected. Um, one thing I will do in these podcasts is actually go back to the previous podcast and correct myself on things that I've um, um I may have said as I'll do um, later on on this one in reference to the very first podcast that um I recorded. All right. Um so hopefully uh, you know, anybody of any rich history, I am an admirer of rich fantastic history, and I'm not gonna take that away from anybody um nor downplay their culture um at all. And I hope that um, you hear the sincerity in that moving forward. All right. So um, let's switch over to crypto for a quick sec, because I know folks are wondering, well, what's going on with this FTX thing? Um, And does that mean the end and downfall of crypto once again? Um, The answer is no. (laughs) Right, uh, it is another instance of folks trying to apply classic banking this and that into a new terrain that just does not function with the classic banking model. This is not a space where I can deposit 10 bucks in your exchange and you count it as 100 It's not going to work. <laughs> as a matter of fact, it's going to end badly. Right, um, uh, you know, the technology of this thing right, um, is literally a technology that says, "Wait right here, I'm gonna go get more poor people." Right? If the thing just went up, if Bitcoin just went up perpetually, uh, it, it, it's only going to be a handful of rich folks. Right? But it is a thing that says, "Okay, cool, I I made it to twenty thousand. Wait right here." I'm gonna go down to ten thousand and get more people. I might even go down to one thousand. Who knows? <laughs> but just know, I'm gonna go get more people. All right? And your job is to simply wait. All right, Again, this is not financial advice. All right. Um, please don't take anything I say in in regards to crypto as financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. All right. Um, you know, I'm not that guy. All right, no different than the relationship advice that I give is not, you know, for you to take and run with. Um, I give communication advice, things that worked for for me. Right, uh, but, you know, I'm not married, never been married. Um, I have probably just as bad <laughs> a record as you in that department. Right? but I do know that I'm able to hold a conversation with a beautiful woman if needed, and I'm able to and I'm also able to um handle being told no by a beautiful woman or any woman um and taking my l and moving on right um that's all that that I'm saying right so crypto is not going anywhere all right um nfts aren't going anywhere it's just a matter of the new type of products that will come out um that solves uh better problems and look uh, it, it, you know regardless what happens now you have a whole generation um coming up next that will never touch cash All right. Five year olds are likely never going to touch cash. As far as they're concerned, crypto is the only kind of money that they're going to know. And that is going to start from the apps that they're using, the transactions that they're making in those apps. And also, you know, uh, uh, you know, young people don't really care if the thing dropped 20 percent or not when they want to use it to buy a baseball card or some something else from their friend. All, right? all that, that friend needs to know is you have monero and they want monero. You know, you have ethereum and they want ethereum and they will trade you whatever they need to trade you to get it. And this economy is going to work fantastically for them regardless what you think is going to happen with it. So that means in perpetuity this technology is going nowhere. right. uh, It's important for folks to know the problem that Bitcoin and blockchain solves. It actually solved a math problem. How do you keep something digital from being copied? That changes everything moving forward. The passport, your driver's license, the title to your house, the title to your car. Anything that used to be on paper now goes on this technology and you'll only have one copy of it. Now, that could be good or bad for humanity, who knows? I mean if you <laughs> look you know look <laughs> I didn't make the rules. All right. Um but uh you know, those who want to argue that this becomes the perfect way to track people, they have a fair argument. All right? Um as we have learned, MetaMask is now gonna collect IP addresses for every transaction. All right, um rumor is one of the reasons why Ethereum moved to proof of stake is the overwhelming pressure from entities um, um to make it to make it that way. It's it, it's much easier to um it's much e- yeah. <laughs> Whew. Now, that doesn't mean that um, the technologists, the developers, aren't going to find a way to circumvent that. There are going to be other wallets. Um, we'll see what Brave b- Browser does. I think Bra- the Brave Browser is one of the most underutilized browsers, and it's actually built for crypto. It has a built-in wallet. Um, uh, I'll do my own personal research to find out if they do track or not. Um, they don't. As far as I know, um, I mean, the the, the entire browser ecosystem is built on saying that they don't track, they don't do this, they don't do that. So I don't think that they will have that for the browser specifically, but then, you know, track your IP addresses for the crypto transactions. Right. So there is an alternative and folks just have to, you know, get comfortable with using an entirely new browser. And let's be honest, man. MetaMask is, is, is a point of failure in your crypto um, 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 uh, um, world that, that, that requires way too much security layers. Uh, it, um, if you just click the wrong link, everything that you have in your MetaMask can be gone. Um, I prefer smart contract wallets. Um, it is something that you can write yourself and set controls and so on and so forth. Um When I'm done building the NFT platform, you know, smart contract wallets play a heavy part in this, where um, you know, if your assets are stored in a smart contract, regardless what happens to your MetaMask, um, you can set controls to prevent your assets from being taken out of your smart contract wallet, right? Um, uh, if I wanted to write a code uh, for a wallet where any withdrawal requires a two-hour wait, Well, that's perfectly fine. You you can hack my MetaMask, um, but you're not going to be able to withdraw anything out of that wallet um, for two hours a day, a month, whatever I want to set it for. And by that time, I could go in and remove access for that particular address um, and make it so that you can't get any of the assets out of it, period. So smart contract wallets are the much, much safer and much better way to go. If this is something that you're interested in learning more about, you can definitely reach out to me. Um, And again, this is going to be a significant part of the NFT, NFTEA platform that I am building as we speak. This is going to be the most advanced NFT platform that you will find. Um, it solves a lot of the problems and concerns in the NFT space that um, that we experience. Um, I think that NFTs exist in a transactional environment, yet they're waiting to be transacted on. Right? Um, it's a token with a face, right? Um, and you know, the artists <laughs> um, have been having a field day with it. But eventually, the sophisticated artists—and this is not to downplay artists—and and, uh, you know, I'm 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 not trying to ruffle personalities here, right? Um, but I would say that an architect is is a very disrespected artist, right? Um, very few of us walk past a building and, like, "Ooh, I wonder who the architect who, who who did this one? Oh, this one is beautiful." Right. um but the kind of credit that artists look for it's like they just they just build all you know, the freaking Empire State building or something all <laughs> uh, right um so if if there's one space that that the you know the superior artists are going to exist in would be this metaverse space where um if you know uh there's a lovely young lady that i met um um a short time ago who does um, uh she's an architect and she does city planning and uh um, most of her designs or her thoughts aren't are, are not accepted right um it, it, it is what it is um i can imagine that for the world that she exists in, how it's very her, hard for her to be heard um, and for her to present what she thinks would make ideal environments for a city. Uh, but that very same design could be put into the metaverse and, you know, she, she could make a fortune. <laughs> she could seriously make a fortune. Right. Uh, but so fantastic city landscapes and, you know, you could literally redesign any city on Earth into this futuristic looking um experiment of what the city could be in the quote unquote metaverse. And these superior artists and architects and uh, um city planners and those kind of designers are gonna find fantastic success um in the metaverse, way more so than your um than your classic artists. Right. Um, now I'd mentioned before you know to an extent I feel like I'm prostituting myself out and sharing some of this information uh, on a podcast for free <laughs> right um normally this is consultation information that I would share right um and uh, um hopefully you, you know um get paid handsomely for right um but you know I understand good conversation requires requires this, and, you know, we'll see how the ads go. Uh, and this is particularly why I made this voice, V-O-I-U-S dot Um So you know that this is a transactionable pro- um, podcast. And if you value the information that is being shared, um, by all means, um, you know, participate in that in the new transaction economy that we're moving into, right? That like button was the worst thing that could ever happen (laughs) to the internet. (laughs) Uh, And I can't remember the last time I I, I did anything effective on Instagram. That is such a freaking useless tool to me. Right? Uh, um, I'm not saying that to bash folks who, who, who love Instagram, but it's a like button environment where... I just get absolutely nothing out of it. And, and, and you know, Zuckerberg did the, the world a great disservice for years with that freaking like button. And now we're moving into an environment where um, your thoughts, your ideas, your pictures, anything um, that is of content can become transactionable. And you get something for it. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a nickel in, in in Doge or five bucks in ETH. You should get something for s- something that you created and distributed to the world using these mediums. And this is the new world that we're moving into. So um, crypto, it, 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 you know, these episodes of FTX are, are, are a very, very small segment of the entire crypto space and it's unfortunate that they take up most of the headlines because it, it 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 sways people away from understanding the full big picture um you know i'm a strong proponent right now that every single high school should be should have something going on with crypto if you if your high school has yet to move a token a shitcoin <laughs> Uh, a, a a smart contract token that is usually point zero 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 three cents you, you know uh, if you have yet to move that twenty percent thirty percent a thousand percent, then you have an entire high school of hundreds and thousands of young people who are nowhere close to being prepared for the global future. Can you move markets is the only question that matters moving forward. Can you move markets? Can your church, your mosque, your university move markets? The really, really hungry people in the world, they are moving markets on a daily. The five bucks they have, they can turn that to 50 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever, get their launch, keep it moving, do it again tomorrow. Now, on this side, we seem to have, uh, you, you know, uh, a finan- people turn financial analysts all of a sudden. Well, <laughs> no, 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 has no utility. It has no. Look, you know what? The rest of the world, the really, really hungry world, they're not asking those questions. Mm-hmm. They're not buying solo. They're buying as a group. They move the markets their way. They're creating bots and environments. That guarantees their win. If you're not doing that, and you're wondering, um, you know, <laughs> who that's not crypto, that's not Bitcoin, that's not blockchain. That's just you using first-world strategies because um, you can eat a good meal every day. You're not hungry enough. All right. Um, now. Respect. I promised that, um, you know, the respect part of the relationship conversation will come. And um, I'll issue a small trigger on this. You know, this part of the podcast may become a little bit classless. (laughs) This is simply because the story requires it. Um, And um, you see for yourself, uh, um, you know, don't push me down a notch on my uh, on my Muslim because of this uh, this segment. Um, and at the same time, you know, what I would love to be in a comfortable space where I don't have to explain myself. I, I know who I am. I know what I stand for. I know what I am not. I know where my dick goes. Right. Um, I don't do anything super um freaky or risqué uh, uh, um you know I'm I might be boring in that department you know um intimate excitement for me is way more essential experience than penetration uh, um, in places that I'm not comfortable with <laughs> and we we'll, we will we'll learn more about that All right. um so I was dating a very lovely um, woman in New York um Jamaican um, there's no need um to know her name and this is this is not the first hypersexual girl that I uh, that I've been involved with uh in my younger days I dated a stripper in um in DC um but at this, at this time I was running around with um um, you know, a, a, a very popular cat who's who offered um, party vices let's just put it that way and this is the party vice that is um, you know that you <laughs> traces of it is in most dollar bills floating around america all right um and you know this is when I learned back then that you know, pretty girls love cocaine. <laughs> fun girls love cocaine, <laughs> right? Oh <laughs> um, and the guy with uh, with some good coke usually got got the stripper, <laughs> right? Um, and she was a lot of fun in her own right. Um, you know, sensually she was a fun, she was very fun to watch. Uh, but the new york girl um what w- wasn't that um, you know, but she definitely was very, very sexually expressive um, and you know, as soon as she got off of work, uh, I could be on my laptop writing code, and she's getting onto the table, pulling down my uh, my zipper, and you know letting me know that she's home <laughs> All right uh, she was a lot of fun. <laughs> Alright. Now she also taught me a lot about what respect means to a woman. We've heard the Aretha Franklin song "Respect." Find Out What It Means To Me. Alright. Um and I don't think that men truly understand what respect means to a woman. All right? Um and this was the the, the the first hypersexual um um relationship that I've been with simply because of her appetite. And if we know anything about Jamaicans, I mean, you've seen the dagger videos for crying out loud where they they're jumping off roofs and shit. That's not dancing. I don't, I don't get it. I don't whatever, but cool. It's it's a thing. <laughs> what is that? How are your balls not hurting when you landed? I I don't get that. But in any case, um um you know she was a lot of fun, and her thing was um, in our you know in the act uh, when she knows I'm about to climax, she'll um, get down on her knees, um, stick her tongue out, and you know um, let it land where it lands right And as a man, right, um, in my younger days, you didn't appreciate a woman who was that sexually expressive. Right? Um, if it, it, it might happen once, um, it won't happen again because you're gonna go brag to the homies about. Ah, right? But as an adult, um, we have to grow into understanding that. Wow, I really do like her. I enjoy spending time with her outside of these activities. She's a really, really cool being. I I, 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 I said this before. At some point, I had lost track um, of understanding that you're associating with another conscious being, and that is so important, right? And this conscious being has her desires. She has her fantasies. Um, She wants to be able to express her desires and her fantasies. And she doesn't want you to look at her in a different way because of that. She doesn't want you thinking of her in a different way because of that. And she definitely doesn't want you treating her in a different way because she is willing to express her fantasies and her desires with you. You have to respect her. You know, and we can all tell when somebody does not respect us. This is not a lipness test that you need to do. Right? Um it's something that they did or didn't do. Like, this person has no respect for me. It can be subtle or it can be obvious. And with women, they can definitely tell, um, both the subtle and the obvious when they're not being respected, right? And, uh, you know, she had no problems letting me know if I would cross any boundaries, and she had no problems letting me know that she demands to be respected, right? Um, And there, there was one particular time after the act... Um, I'm walking by, see her in in the bathroom, and she's wiping it off her face, and she's looking herself, looking at herself um, in the mirror, almost, you know, happy that she's able to express her sexuality that freely. Right? She enjoyed it, and that was okay, and I respected that. You know, um it was it, it, it was a fast and rapid climb into understanding what respect means to women. Regardless if we had that experience a second ago, when we go outside, when we go anywhere, it doesn't mean that I'm still lingering on that thought. It doesn't mean that I'm looking at every other woman thinking of, I, I can do the same thing you know, with other women. It doesn't mean that once this relationship is over, the next girl is going to do the exact same thing, right? Um, it's New York. New York is very competitive. Maybe that's just how they roll over there. She, you know, she knows that she needs to do what she needs to do um, to keep her man, right? Um, and maybe that's just how it is over there. I don't know, right? Um, But her thing was also anal sex. And I said before, I know where my dick goes. I am boring in that department. That's not happening for me. Um, And I knew I was not going to be able to fully satisfy her in that manner uh, if that is something that she enjoyed. Right? Right. And so this becomes that thing where you have to know when a particular woman is not for you, and that's okay. Regardless how much fun we had, regardless how much I like her and I enjoy her, it's that understanding that, you know what, this is a limited time, and I am not going to be able to satisfy her as fully as she wants to be satisfied, um, and that is okay even if she is the one who lets me go. Right. Um, But I treasure that experience. I treasure that rapid ascension into understanding what respect truly means. Right. Um, Now it doesn't mean, um, again, that I don't have the mental capacity um uh, to not know that this is not going to be the way it goes all the time. Uh, there's some some dudes who would only date um strippers and, and porn stars. Uh, uh you know they know what comes with, with with those type of girls. That's their thing. Um I don't have I'm not going to I'm not going to date a porn star. That that that's that's just not me. That that's not going to happen. I I am not You know that emotionally secure. (laughs) I'll admit that. All right, that's not happening. All right, this a Dave Chappelle joint. Only one, only one dick is in there. No other dicks get starring in my shit. All right. All right. Um. But yeah. Um respect 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 it is such yeah i would say it's 60 percent of a happy relationship right Um, because those you know um that freedom on both sides uh um has to be there right um and it was really really cool for me to have that growth experience that now um you know, it, 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 it's it's not a big deal for me to understand um, what that truly means to a woman, right? And that is with that attachment, those experiences, and without. Um, respectfully, I know that I cannot think of this woman in this particular way. Again, there are some women who are for you, and there are some women who are not, and that is okay. I know the women I cannot think, even think about in that way, right um, it is so important that as a man, you are somebody other men can trust around their woman. If you don't have that cognition of respect and boundaries, you're never going to find that happiness that you look it's just it's just it's not coming man. Right. um, You're a cruddy dude. Like your homie can't even trust you around his girl. I mean, come on, that's absurd. Right. You have to be the kind of man another man can trust around his woman. That's with alcohol, with drugs and so on. Right. Um, If you're not that guy, you're just a piece of shit. And there is no amount of relationship advice that could have you. Find the kind of success and the happiness that you're looking for. Right? Um, if you're not that kind of guy right now in listening to this, then this is that moment where internally you work that out. You have to be the kind of man another man can trust around his woman. Period. Period. Starting with that, you will understand that manly respect first and it will make it a lot easier for you to understand feminine respect and it will make it a lot easier for you to understand you know no there are boundaries, there are rules you just can't be that guy you know so there we have it um, I hope it was a good listen. Um, again, this is voice, V-O-I-U-S dot ETH. Um We went the Sean Parker style uh, and dropped the the. There's no need for the voice. It's just V-O-I-U-S dot ETH, voice. Our voice, to be able to communicate freely and express ourselves And talk about almost anything that we want with respect for each other. Um, I look forward to a lot more engaging discussions. And I hope that, um, you know, you found value in this one. I am Ibrahim0x. Till next time.